This is the Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. I need to get everyone's opinion on this story that's gone viral. Do you believe that it's true or does it sound made up? A woman makes this Facebook status 24 hours ago. Okay. It says... First of all, it starts off with three angry face emojis. Mm, she's fired up. She's not happy. This evening around 5.30, I called my husband and asked him if he would bring home a pizza on his way home from work. He went to Little Caesars around 6.30. He ordered, paid, and they told him it would be about 20 minutes. No big deal. After waiting nearly two hours for our food and watching everyone else get theirs and being ignored, he received our pizzas to find this on the inside. And there's a photo. And on the inside of the box, it says F the police. Oh, and he was a police officer. Yeah. Or is. Yeah. So she writes, whoever did this, you should be ashamed of yourself. I don't care how you feel about law enforcement. This is absolutely not the way to voice your opinion and get change. You are part of the problem. My husband works hard to provide for our family and our community and should, be, and should be able to pick his wife and kids up a pizza after work and not have to worry about it being messed with. You're a terrible human being. She does make a valid point. She does. That that's not very fair. But let's break this down. We are investigators, okay? Mm-hmm. We're looking into this crime that's been committed. The last time I went to a Little Caesars, I wasn't even done saying my order and they threw the pizza at me. <laughs> So when you say that the employee is saying that'll be 20 minutes, yeah, that sounds like a lie. Well, it depends if you get one of the hot and readies or if you actually get one ordered. Valid. And also in this story, she does say pizzas. There's multiple right. pizzas, okay? So you're, you're right. Two hours? Yeah, after I order, I got to think about an hour is my max before I start making a bit of a stink. Like, even 45 minutes being like, is there any update on that food? Somebody retweeted this story Mm -hmm. and titled it, If your husband waited two hours for Little Caesars, I think you have bigger things going on. Yeah, like he didn't want to get home, maybe. It seems like a lot of people already are texting into our show saying, Dude's cheating on his wife. Oh. He was gone for two hours. But you know what sucks? Is he probably, if he did, write that on the inside of this box himself. Yeah. Was not expecting this to go viral. Was not expecting his wife to post on social media. (laughs) (laughs) So his side piece is probably making fun of him. Being like, sweet made-up story. Yeah, this text, nobody would ever wait two hours for that. Exactly. What if he got there, ordered the pizza, came out really quick... And he's like, oh, I still got a few texts to check here. Or, you know what I mean? I still got some work to do on my phone. A couple things. Maybe I'll just pile a slice of this pie into me. And then I'll go. And that and, took two hours? And then all of a sudden you have a second slice. And you have a third slice. And you're like, oh, no. Like, I've eaten so much now. There's not enough for my family. So you have to reorder. But you're embarrassed about how much you ate. I don't know if I'd ever be embarrassed for... Uh... Getting a full little Caesar's pizza in me. 
I the, feel like they're all before you went personal, home. No, they're personal like, pizzas. Like maybe he's his wife's got him on like a fitness plan. You know, his doctor's oh. got him counting calories okay, or checking his heart rate. Why would she call him to pick up these pizzas if she knows that? Well, because she, she do it. She could monitor that he was just gonna eat two pieces when he got home, but instead he went ham. Also, and pepperoni. Little Caesars is on skip the dishes. So figure that out. Okay, <laughs> so I think we've all figured this out, right? That we think that there's he's something cheating? else going on here. But on the topic of Little Caesars, am I alone? I also don't believe this story to be true because nobody ever actually brings home Little Caesars pizza and like lays it out on the table. You eat that alone in your car in a parking lot in the dark <laughs> and you don't tell anyone. You get rid of that evidence. See? That's what happened with the first one. You that's, think so? that's my prediction. He also got crazy bread, too. <laughs> Extra sauce. So, what do you think? Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? All I know is I'm living for this behind the scenes drama. I don't even care if it's fabricated, it seems way more interesting than the movie itself. After it was first premiered at this festival over the weekend, it only has a 39% rating on Oof. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. What's it called? Call me. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Remember when you were like, it's going to win the Oscar. I was like, Harry Styles is going to win Best Oscar. actor. But people are already making fun of his acting performance in it. Well, even he uh, isn't real keen on his acting performance. This is him speaking of that. What I like about acting is I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And <laughs> it's quite fun. It's quite fun because I have no idea what I'm doing. Can't wait to go see that. Mm -hmm. So all the drama behind the scenes is people started noticing that Florence Pugh, who is the lead in this movie, was not promoting it at all. Yet mm -hmm. she was promoting all of her, her other projects on social media. So people were speculating, oh, she doesn't get along with Olivia Wilde. And it's rumored, I don't know if this is true, that she's good friends with Jason Sudeikis, who Olivia left for mm -hmm. Harry Styles, Here's who was the in thing. the movie. Here's the thing. Uh, Harry Styles was not originally cast in this movie. It was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. Right. And he was either fired or quit. Olivia Wilde stated he was fired off set, and that's why she hired Harry Styles. But then Shia made a statement saying, no, I left the set because you suck, basically. Mm. And then a video was leaked of Olivia Wilde trying to beg him to come back to set. And it's her, like, filming herself driving and talking to Shia and calling Florence Pugh Miss Flo in a condescending way. Like, Miss Flo has some work to do. I know she's difficult on set. Oh, so, like, dang. I do genuinely think that Florence and Olivia hate each other. Because even after they premiered the movie, Florence didn't even show up to the press conference. She went straight home. Really? And she looks super unbothered in all of her social media posts. She's only giving love to her stylists. Yeah, it's pretty intense and super awkward at this festival between Olivia and Harry. They're not standing beside each yeah. other. But in, and it does look like Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Yeah, but so they're sitting beside each other. And when Harry goes to sit down, he it looks like he spits on Chris Pine's lap. And Chris Pine like pauses, looks down, laughs to himself. Mm -hmm. So some are saying, yes, he spit on him especially from different camera angles. But then others are saying, now Chris Pine is just like high or something. He looks pretty high in the video. And he <laughs> sets his sunglasses down and they kind of slip back farther. You know, like when you set something on your chair and it slides right down your crotch. 
So some are saying he went to look for his sunglasses, but because he was yeah. so high, they were gone. But then he found and them. And then he found them, and then he smirked at how high he was, which is I what I think is the believable story. Or, or I feel like he was doing a dramatic pause and then clapping for Harry Styles. Like, I don't know. It's weird. And the video footage is circulating everywhere. Somebody recreated it and said, oh, my God, Harry Styles threw a goat on Chris Pine and it's got 11 million views and someone CGI'd a goat into the video. <laughs> and it's really funny. OK, so what are your thoughts? Hashtag Spitgate. Do you think that he spit on him? We're getting some texts into 780-784-7107 saying absolutely Another person wrote in saying, I'm saying yes, but simply just for the drama. Well, okay, I have a suggestion. Is there a chance that, like, he, they're actually good buddies? And he's like, I'll bet you 20 bucks you won't spit on me in public in, during this. Okay, but Harry Styles doesn't laugh after. He doesn't even look at this yeah. point after. Yeah, and it, by the sounds of it, he's not a great actor, so he probably would laugh. Okay, Caitlin says, nope, in all caps on the text line. Veronica says, he just coughed, you guys. Sammy says, maybe unintentionally, but definitely yes. I don't know, but this is way more exciting than the movie itself. Richard says, who really cares? So, This is a story about Harry Styles, Richard. Everybody cares. <laughs> Play 107, Ryder and Lisa. Time for the top seven at seven. It is the top seven Nickelback songs, according to Lisa. But I was able to at least sneak in one pick, which she thankfully graced me seventh place with. Yeah. I guess it can be on this list. It's an amazing song with an amazing story behind it. Okay, what's the story behind well, it? Well, he was very good friends with Pantera's lead guitarist, Dimebag Daryl, who was shot on stage while performing, shot and killed. And so the song is about... How his brother survived the attack. Whoa. Why are you guilt tripping me? Right? Well, it's because you got so judgy about me wanting to contribute a song to the top seven. Fine. This has made the seventh place. Oh, that's a jam. Okay. In sixth place. I have to go with Burn It to the Ground. I have it here on my computer, but we got to stop it before it swears, okay? Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm. Who else loves this song? Are you kidding me? That drop? Good. All right. Oh, well, it's midnight. Damn right. Come on. Well, that's the part of the song you should have had ready. Sorry. In fifth place, gotta go with the classic Far Away. Do you dance like that? Dream. Do you dance like that, like at a Nickelback concert or like? So I went to the Fort Mac uh, concert. Yeah, yeah, the fundraiser. And I was definitely dancing like Elaine. Elaine Bennis. That's what you're dancing like. Hey, that's rude. You're gonna hurt your neck. Also, she's a saint. I'm not even gonna let that offend me. In fourth place, saving me. 
get into it. Ready? It's new Nickelback Day, so Lisa is counting down her top seven favorite Nickelback songs of all time. I think Chad and I made eye contact when they were singing that one. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. In third place on this list, a lot of people on the text line are contributing. They think that Too Bad needs to be in the top seven, and I completely agree. You're out of breath from drumming in here. This is, I've never seen you like this before. I love Nickelback. And anybody who's like, Nickelback sucks. They've just been influenced from one person who got a hold of a blog back in like 2002 that had a personal vendetta against Chad Kruger or something. And it took off from there. In second place, this one always makes me cry. It's Photograph. Remember that meme that went viral and it was just him holding up the photograph, but they edited it to just say, look at this graph. (laughs) Yeah, I posted that and a bunch of people thought I made it. So like, I had news networks in the States asking to talk to me because it got like 35 million views or something on my Facebook page. Oh, it's so good. And I think we have to go with uh, probably their most popular song at Mm. number one. Yeah. Well, their first major Mm. hit. This is how you remind me of what I really am. This is how you remind me of what I really am. It's not like you say sorry. A boy's waiting on a different story. So you're a little rattled with uh, my daughter's one major job after she gets home from school. Yeah, we were talking about like lunch kits. And I was like, your rule now in grade six, you have to empty your lunch kit when you go home, get home from school. And I just have a feeling we're going to have to remind her every day. Mm. And that's fine. She ended up cleaning it out. But it was all soapy. I'm like, come on. Then you started giving me crap being like, oh, like you cleaned your lunch kit when you were in grade six. And I was like, well, actually. You didn't. We didn't have Tupperware. Exactly. So you'd throw (laughs) out your Ziploc bag that was inside a paper bag. That still had half the sandwich in it that that I made that morning that only had butter on it. But walk it around like it's part of the grade six education plan. Yeah, it's part of the curriculum. Yeah. You got to clean out your lunch kit. Apparently. I laughed so hard at that video that went viral of the person that said that they take their apple out for its daily... uh, it's daily walk it's and then it daily hangout before it goes daily, back in. And then it just goes back into the fridge every single night. I'll never forget elementary, grade six specifically. Like you're told you got to bring a piece of fruit with you to school. Yeah. And it was always an apple and it always ended up at the bottom of my backpack and it just stayed there. The amount of wasted food. Like I had to have a chat with my kid yesterday too. She packs her own lunch at her mom's. And I was like, That's awesome. why are you packing so much? Like, you're obviously, I've never seen you come home with an empty lunch kit. That would be the day. That should be the goal, Mm. is every day you just pack enough for what you need. It's like like, it comes home and it's just the Dunkaroos that's empty. Yeah. (laughs) There's a bunch of warm blueberries that she never eats that have gone bad. There's cucumbers that have gone bad. Like, just get it together. (laughs) 
I uh, think all kids are the same. If you're a parent and you're listening right now, or the kids are in the car, you're all nodding your head like, yep, that well, sounds about right. And I think if you have the same parent that's involved in packing and unpacking on a regular basis, that they can monitor mm-hmm. and help make sure. But like, I, I wonder if her mom thinks... That she when, eats all the blueberries, because do you throw them out when... You guys throw them out when she's cleaning out her. Yeah, usually. Like, if they look like they're still good, I'll throw them in the fridge. You gotta make, like, weekly reports. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta check in. Less blueberries. Send a picture every day of, like, hey, didn't finish all of this again. (laughs) Anyway, happy... uh, Lunch packing again. I know that that's on the list of the top things parents hate to do when it's Mm. back to school season. Listen, you're putting in that effort now, but come October 31st through to November, it's just going to be Halloween candy. Everyone's going to give up, so you might as well just give up now. Five simple words, $1,000. It's Ryder and Lisa's 1K Wordplay. We are joined by caller seven. Tracy, are you ready to roll? Yes, I am. All right. You need to pick your teammate. We will then send them out. We're going to give you five words. You hit us with whichever word you think of for each. And then we'll invite your teammate back. For every one that matches, you get 25 bucks. If you guys line up on all five, it's 1000 bucks. So it's either going to be Lisa or myself. That's your teammate. I'd like to go with you, Ryder. All right. Bye. I'm a Audi. Okay. Just going to wait for him to completely leave the room. All right, Tracy. What is the first word that comes to your mind when I say squeeze? Lemons. Flash. Light. Poker. Face. Stretch. Elastic. And the last word, Tracy, what's the first word that comes to your mind when I say basket? Fruit. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Ryder, come on in. He's looking at me through the window. Tracy did really good. How are you feeling, Ryder? Well, are you feeling in tune with Tracy? I'd love to give away a thousand bucks Me already. Too. What, okay, what's the first word that comes to your mind, Ryder, when I say squeeze? Lemon? That's correct. Yes. She said lemons, but I feel like we got to give that one, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Flash. <laughs> Ryder. Well, <laughs> flash. Camera? Oh. No. Light. I felt like that one was easy, but also you could have gone either way. I was going to go with junk, but. That's horrible. (laughs) But it's kind of funny. That is the first thing that you think of. Okay, so we're not winning a thousand bucks today, but we could win up to a hundred dollars. Yep. Ryder, what's the first word that comes to your mind when I say poker? Cards. Face. Stretch. Yoga? Come on. Elastic. <laughs> okay, listen. Tracy's got 25 bucks. Let's at least make it 50. Basket. Ball. Oh. Fruit. Ugh. Sorry, Tracy. Hey, you still got 25 bucks. That can pay for like half of a lunch, right? These days? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for playing. We appreciate it. 
Thank you. Okay, have a Take great day. Take care, Trace. Okay, your next <sighs> chance to win $1,000 is same time tomorrow, 7.50 a.m. Be listening for that cue to call. Maybe are we just a little, like, out of sync because we haven't played in a while? We're a bit rusty, I a bit will rusty, say. bit rusty, yeah. You're listening for the Play 107 Party Plane, and Caller 7 is qualified. It's going to play at sometime between 8.30 and 9. Mm-hmm, every Ca- weekday morning. Caller 7's qualified to win a trip to join uh, Lisa and myself in Vegas for uh, 107 hours of partying. Mm-hmm. We got a text saying, you guys just said accommodations are covered, but which ones specifically? Because I stayed in a really greasy hotel room in Vegas, and I found a dirty diaper in between the mattresses. We knew it stunk for about 12 hours, but couldn't figure out what was wrong until we pulled back the mattress. Imagine having to sniff that out, and then trying to figure out how long it's been in there. I don't think I'd last 12 hours. I think I'd last about half an hour, and then go downstairs and be like, there's something wrong with my room. Yeah. Not even, like in and out. I would milk that for everything, too. I'd be like, I want free everything. I want free those really tall drinks Yeah. on the street. Uh, but yeah, no, sometimes you can get into greasy stuff with hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody has a hotel horror story or a hotel mishap story. And I feel like we should share our stories. Sure. 780-784-7107. What is your hotel horror story. I booked uh, for my entire slow pitch team to stay in an Edson hotel and I couldn't believe the price. Was, was this for the ball tournament that they have every year? It was for a ball tournament. It wasn't the okay. like Edson Long. It was a different one that we were going to. It was like the broadcaster's ball tournament. It was pretty greasy too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I booked these hotel rooms and I think they were like $39 a night or $49 a night, something like that. And I was mm. like, man, I, you guys, I got the best deal ever. Don't worry about bringing a tent. I wish I would have brought a tent to set up in the hotel room. That's how nasty it was. <laughs> there was a, a knife in the roof. The window was smashed what? out. Whoa, 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 whoa. How does a cleaner not see a knife sticking out of the roof? There were no cleaners. It, it didn't look like it. The window was smashed out, and they just had saran wrap on it. Uh, there, there was a kitchenette, but all of the knives had been used for blades. So they had the, like, token. They were smoked. The burnt ends on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like buttering my toast in the morning with this knife. <laughs> like got drugs on it. Yeah, I'm like, how long ago was this used? <laughs> That's the best breakfast ever. Like, I'm do feeling it, great. Doing the smell test on the knife. Yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a disaster. I, I think that tops my stories of hotel horror stories. Mm. It's about damn time. We got a text from Gary that said, uh, you guys need to play this song more. I'm dancing and welding. It's not going so good. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Hopefully you got your protective gear on. Uh, we're talking about accommodation horror stories. As we promised, we'll set you up somewhere when you come and party with us in Vegas that, uh, you know, these stories don't happen. At. We're going to get you somewhere safe. Yeah, On exactly. the strip, even. So yeah. thanks to Swoop. Be listening for the Play 107 Party Plane sound effect and be caller 7, and you'll be on the standby list to join us in Vegas. So accommodation horror stories. You, uh, you were in one. Airbnb once on a stagette, right? Yes, so we went into, I'm not joking, the middle of nowhere. And I've told the story once on our on our show before, and it's pretty petrifying. So there's a group of women, and we're camping. We're in this house in the middle of the woods. And the first night, we get way too excited and drink way too much. And we all, like, pass out in our beds at the end of the night to the point where none of us remember. To, nobody was the mom of the group, so nobody locked the door. So the door, the door is just wide open when we wake up the next morning, and we realize this. We're like, whoops. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. But then we're all talking about how great our sleep was. 
And most of us were paired up in each room. Mm -hmm. But there was one girlfriend in particular who said, who was on the bunk bed above me in, in our room? And they were trying to do the math, like adding up who slept where. And none of us were in that bed. And she said, because I heard, I heard whoever that was get up at like 5 a.m. Like I felt the weight of a person getting off the bed, but then they never came back into the room. And we were like, that wasn't us. So someone was in our Airbnb in the middle of the forest on one of the empty beds. And still to this day, we cannot figure it out. Do you and think not, there's a chance it was a sleepwalker out in your group mm, that passed out there for a bit and then maybe. was like, I should get to my own bed and forgot about but it? We were all so adamant. Like, we were all so certain that, no, I slept in this bed. Yeah, that's And terrifying. she kept looking around the room being like, please, one of you just tell me who, which one of you was in that bed. And we were like, it wasn't us, Katie. Like, none of us were in that bed. Super messed up. Also, the person that owned the Airbnb wouldn't let us go in the basement, so that was also kind of sketchy. No, that's pretty normal, though. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Usually, they'll like store their stuff there. there. No, someone's down there. No, there's not. <laughs> I was someone's just in, down there listening to us. I was in the Airbnb this last weekend, and they had the garage blocked off, a couple of the like storage rooms blocked off, the basement blocked off. So I think that's pretty normal. Okay. There was nobody hiding in those spots, but there might have very well been a random dude who ended up sleeping in here. In your space. What a deal for him, eh? Mm-hmm. His free accommodations. Out. What's your hotel horror story? So I used to work out in Hannah and Stetler, and I had the awesome experience of staying at the hotel that Nickelback used to play and jam at all the time before they ruined everyone else's lives in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> they got new music out today, before by the way. They got big. <laughs> Somehow they got discovered. Anyway, so I stayed at this hotel. We were working some shutdowns out in the plants, and uh, I checked into my room, and I walked in, and it was two queen beds side by side, and you could literally see spilled drinks and ashes and crack pipes and, like, all kinds of disgusting, nasty stuff all over the walls. I picked up the corner of the bed sheet. There was no sheets on the bed it was so gross i don't know how i ended up in this room but the hotel tried to play it off like oh this isn't this isn't normal we're not like this and i was like i don't know i think you're lying <laughs> so i ended up going across <laughs> i ended up going across the parking lot over to the field store where everything was like 30 times more expensive because of the shutdown we were working bought a sleeping bag rolled it out on top of another sheet and laid there and i couldn't sleep for like the whole three weeks that i was there it was three weeks (laughs) three weeks of my life i'll never get back that i lost in hannah (laughs) that could be the name of a book what three weeks that i never got i'll never get back from when I was in Hannah. <laughs> if uh, if you don't have plans tomorrow night, you should think about coming to the cabin. Uh, it's starting to get pretty packed, but there still are tickets available mm-hmm. uh, for my 40th birthday roast. The Cabin Pub and Party is off Jasper Ave. The event starts at 7 p.m. And tickets are just 10 bucks, but all of the proceeds are going to charity. And it's the Roast of Ryder. For his 40th birthday, I'll be emceeing. Jenna Winterburn will be getting up there to roast Ryder. Same with Grant Johnson, who used to do the morning show with us. And then we got some awesome Canadian uh, comedians that will be taking the stage to headline. I just watched some highlights of uh, Sterling Scott, who's who's one of the headliners. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's so energetic and fun. Of his night last night, he did a, like, this is what it's like to be a comedian. So it goes from him writing to like... Him chilling. Is this a this is a video? Yeah, he just did like uh, his the story on his Facebook and Instagram. Oh, cool! And then it goes to show the room he 
was entertaining last night and like it's at the university and it's packed <gasps> and you can see people just absolutely killing themselves in it's the back so funny so please grab yourself some tickets like we said it's just 10 bucks two dollar fried chicken all night and all the got, money goes to charity as all well. of it goes to charity we're gonna have prizes to give away and some surprises are in store for Ryder as well which i can't wait for you're not gonna want to miss out because this isn't gonna be streamed anywhere no no, we don't want that on the internet. No, we really don't. Now, I don't know what you were doing in the 90s, but I am blown away to find out that you don't know how to braid hair. I was the third daughter in the family. So were your older sisters like They just wanted nothing to do with me. Why too would busy? I, why would I braid their hair when they had older, cooler friends that could do it? Mine well, was probably sloppy. I kind of thought the youngest would be well trained in that because they'd be around others doing it a lot they get their chance to try they just your sisters wanted nothing to do with you huh well i would always destroy their barbies because i would pretend to be a hairstylist and i would just cut off all the hair of my older sister's okay. barbies. so they definitely didn't trust me with their own hair they're a little hesitant around you that's oh, fair because yeah. <laughs> like somehow i learned how to braid hair and I had two balding older brothers, so I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> Whose hair were you braiding? Uh, like girls in class, maybe that like I was trying to be friends with, and then they got friend zoned. Yeah, they were just dude. using you because it felt good. Like you know, when you someone's playing with your hair and you get that like tickling sensation. Oh, sorry, you don't have hair. You don't know what that's like. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. The Ryder and Lisa replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. Play one oh seven.